previously on My Best Friend's Journal. It's that magical asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. Do you want to hear about that experience? Uh, absolutely. Okay, before I continue, Mom, I expressly forbid you to continue listening at this point. <laughs> and I was like, I don't fucking know the words to this song. I got up there on mic, and I remember at one time I said, Manja Manja Mozzarella. <laughs> And I'm in this, like, giant winged costume. You know what? You give me wings. It is your fault for what happens next. <laughs> Argentina treating me like a boyfriend. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh, yeah. He was, like, being, like, cuddly and flirty in public. You were obviously not into him at this moment. Argentina didn't want me to go to the crew party so I could stay with him. I went. Period. <laughs> he has been canceled. Although, I bet you still have sex with him. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. (laughs) By all means, drink directly in front of your microphone. It's where my mouth is. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam, and I'm here with Foley artist Mike Wessels. <laughs> What's a Foley artist? It's the person that does live sound effects, like in a radio show, you know, like clopping wood together to make horse sounds and stuff. Oh, so very current. Yeah, very current. My references continue to be super current. <laughs> but uh, that's real ice. That is not a sound effect. It's <laughs> true. We are uh, we're recording in the evening for the first time, so the sun is going down, and Mike and I both have uh, a drink. That's a, a new experience for us, and it's uh, it's kind of nice. Have a little, little drink and record. It's a <laughs> it's a date night. Oh, how cute! We usually do a, a coffee morning uh, recording, but I was just talking about the difference between like a coffee date and a drink date, and like two very different situations. Totally, um, which is probably why I'm failing at dating. I go on so many coffee dates because it seems. I don't know. It's easier to squeeze in to schedules. All I can think is you're sitting at Starbucks like, can you sit here for five minutes while I go take a dump? (laughs) Also, coffee dates make you just like jittery and anxious. You're already anxious because you're meeting someone new. Then you're adding coffee on top of it. You may as well be like, do you want to do cocaine during the day the first time we meet? (laughs) Yeah. No, I um, go on a lot of like OkCupid and Grindr and Tinder and all those et cetera, et cetera dates. Um, (laughs) In case anyone wants to find you, they know where they (laughs) know what apps to check out. It's hard to find time for stuff, and I want to keep dating, but I think I'm failing because I need to go on a bar date. It's a big difference to go to a bar and chat with inhibitions lowered a tiny bit. You're already like set up for failure on a first date. You're both awkward. You're both nervous. Yeah, no. First dates need to be in the dark or dimly lit. (laughs) The dark? dark. Are you dating Quasimodo? (laughs) They need to be dimly lit. They need to be, uh, yeah, not need to be. Some people are sober. Some people choose not to drink. If you drink though, uh, you know. And we do. Just have a a little brewski. And, you know, enjoy conversation. And brewski. Uh, and brewski. Don't you dare bro out on me. <laughs> I like it. Well, you know, if I were designing your dating life, I would encourage you to have a beer or two as opposed to 
a martini <laughs> on the first, first or date. anything other than coffee. Yeah, anything. Uh, actually, I went to a, I had an audition this morning, and I had had so much coffee. I was like, hi, guys, I'm Michael, and I had a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a positive first impression. Ended up being a good audition, but, like, it really uh, affects your personality. <laughs> it sure does. I'm proud of you for going on auditions, though. You don't you haven't done a lot of that in L.A. or since you moved to this coast. You and my mom both. <laughs> I was chatting with her today, and I was just saying I went to an audition this morning. She was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm so glad. Thank God you're still doing that. <laughs> I feel like she's afraid you have all your eggs in my best friend's journal basket. <laughs> Which I do. Um, I don't know what she's... Uh, and she just has so much faith in me, which is the sweetest thing, but she like really thinks I'm going to be a huge star. <laughs> and I love that about her, but she was thrilled to hear that I haven't given up on my performing aspirations. <laughs> I just took new headshots for this audition, but my last one was from 2015, so <laughs> I'm a little more aged since then. <laughs> you should see him. He's a full crone. Um, so I just got headshots done. and They're sent- cute, by the way. Putting one on Instagram. Honestly, my favorite picture ever taken of me. I was so impressed. It was so good. So I sent my mom the unedited version of my headshot, and she was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> That is so sweet. It is so sweet. She interchanges um, Hollywood with um, big screen. She'll say, <laughs> "Big screen. This is, you're gonna be. You're gonna be on the big screen." Oh my god, she's so proud of her talented, handsome boy. It's unfortunate though, because she's always like, "You're such a good dancer." <laughs> we have established so clearly that, that I almost got fired from a job because of how bad my dancing was, and uh, she never ever comments on my singing, which is the only <laughs> thing I'm confident in. You have a degree in it. She calls it Moose Lounge. I, it I, is, that I, sounds weirdly dirty, and I don't know why. It's some, like, Will Ferrell sketch or something. It's just about, like, you know, that kind of singing that's, like, somewhere beyond the sea. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. If I'm just singing and she's around, she'll be like, ah, Moose Lounge. <laughs> Great. Thanks, she, question mark. <laughs> it could be because you're just beating her over the head with it because you sing constantly. I do sing <laughs> constantly. It's like very specific. <laughs> just like fill in the house with his mic sounds, singing at the top of your lungs 100% of the time. <laughs> I get it. I'm sorry. I can't say it's going to get any better, but I at least am, am cognizant of it now. Well, at least you know. Um I love so much that she has so much faith in me. She's my biggest supporter. Maybe she just wants to be rich. <laughs> she's a gold digger. <laughs> Your mom's gold digging down a generation? I don't know what that's called. I don't know. She's like one of those really intense basketball moms. It's like, I need you to get into the NBA so I can basketball. retire. There's a couple of gays here. All we talk about is theater and gay sex, and you choose basketball when, when stage mom is a thing? Oh, okay. First of all, no one's getting rich from their son being a chorus boy on Broadway. I'll never uh, be a chorus boy. I can't dance. Go on. Second of all... Uh, the NBA draft was on the Today Show the other day. I saw a video of like this very handsome guy running down the court and doing a full 360 in the air as he slam dunked. And I was like, that's a star. He's a star. Hollywood. Just like my mom. <laughs> that's the best thing sports has going for it. There's a lot of sexy men, soccer especially. Oof. Oof. Oh, oh, hot. Women's World Cup right now. Are you following it at all? Not even a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, we're recording this in the oh. time machine, so it doesn't really matter. Hey, guys. Mike here. As Cam just said, we recorded this in the... Uh, 
time machine, as they say. And since then, the U.S. women's national team has won the World Cup. Megan Rapinoe has become a household name. We're about to talk about a whole lot of things that we know nothing about. So if you want to hear some actual facts, uh, check out an interview Megan gives with the guys from Pod Save America. So for now, listen to the two of us mansplain about the gender pay gap and uh, soccer, a sport we know nothing about. Women's World Cup right now, are you following it at all? Only a little bit, and just the fact that I know uh, Jamaica ladies are doing amazingly and so much better than the men have ever done, and uh, I know the women's team is fighting for um, money for from the government. Like the- it's, Well, that's the whole, like, the entire league, pretty much. I know there are some countries that are doing it better than others, but the U- U.S. women's national team is in a full legal battle to try to get equal pay because they fucking sell out stadiums and they're making <laughs> literal pennies on the dollar to the men. Like, some of the women have to have a second job. That is absurd. It is the same exact game mm-hmm. like actually it's one of the only places where it's the same game like in uh there's no national women's um f- american football league there's the softball versus baseball mm-hmm. but this is this is the exact same game and soccer is identical and the, we and have the better. best team in the world america does I yeah jamaica is doing pretty well no. no no well america has the favorite they have two world cups and an olympics under their belt it is um absolutely insane horseshit women doing the exact same thing like there's no better example honestly than than this than soccer like in the workplace you know you can make arguments with, well this person does this and this person does this that we can't you know you can, it's a little more gray it's soccer hard, it's, is it's hard to like like quantify it yeah. like in court soccer is very quantifiable you uh-huh. are doing the same job the only difference is your genitalia uh-huh. yeah and uh, um, it's ludicrous, and just another example. Of, another example. <laughs> Too much whiskey. And just... Shh, shh, shh. I have something to say about this. <laughs> we can't. We can't digress. <laughs> uh, the point of this is 2019, and women are not treated fairly, even uh, by a long shot. Anyway, uh, my mom is very happy I'm auditioning again, although... She need not worry because I've got this very successful podcast that she can get her money from. Do you think she's listening right now? I don't know. She is so excited about this whole podcast. Is she that sweet? She is. She loves anything I'm doing, but uh, there is more information here than I ever want her to know. And (laughs) Dan Savage says it all the time that parents have the right to not know certain things about their children and vice versa. And that is so true. You can be close without knowing every bit of my butt sex stories, you know? <laughs> well, and if she, I mean, if you warn her properly, she will know what she's getting into. And if she makes that choice, then she is forfeiting her right it's to not her. know that about her son. Yeah. And you know what? Some, somewhere she knows, she knows I'm gay. So like, obviously if she like sat and thought about it, she knows I have butt sex, but like, you don't, you just don't think about that. <laughs> you know, that's true. And we have to remember that butt sex is not exclusively gay plenty of straight people experiment with the the B. <laughs> Ew, don't try and be like Demure. <laughs> experiment with. Um, I mean, it's 2019. People are eating ass. It is the topic <laughs> du jour. I can't tell you how many girlfriends have made topic comments. Topic du jour. <laughs> so many girls have made comments to me about having their ass eaten. I think it's great. Okay, so I've got one female friend who loves butt sex. <gasps> oh my god, I do too. Different friends, for sure. But... I have many female friends who have tried butt sex. Uh The thing is, so many of my straight female friends try butt sex spontaneously Mm -mm. with 
A, no douching, <gasps> and B, no lube. Okay, no. You thank you. I, I thank I, you. Absolutely not. The thing about butt sex is that we have learned as gay men is that it's not spontaneous. It's literally my least favorite thing about being gay. I love gay sex, but you have to plan it out. <laughs> You're you only sex. <laughs> you can't just like rom-com style, push someone up against a wall and expect to get your dick wet. Like you just can't, it's not how it works. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> There's plenty of, you know, like spontaneous sex mm-hmm. in, in film and cinema, yes. and, you know, that people are just like all of a sudden rolling around and getting naked. You know, you do that as gay men. Like you, we do that as gay men. We, we have spontaneous <laughs> liaisons, if you will. Who are you? <laughs> I am Elaine Stritch from A Little Night Music. <laughs> Thank you very much. The point here is that anyone who's spontaneously having butt sex and not preparing mm-hmm. is not giving themselves the opportunity they deserve. Tiffany Haddish mentioned it on this season what? of Gay of Thrones. <laughs> well, she had a bad experience with it, and she didn't know that you were supposed to douche. So, okay. Well, it's the intro, and thanks to this glass of whiskey, we have already covered butt sex <laughs> and how people do it wrong. So, Would should it we... be my best friend's journal without a butt sex intro? Truly wouldn't. Uh, really quick before uh, we get into the journal, talking about your mom listening to it oh, is... So funny to me because the thought of my parents even getting through the theme song is <laughs> the theme impossible. Song. What's in the theme song? Then? We say shit, I think. Just the word shit? Yeah. Oh, the shit might get too real. Yeah. That's enough to offend them? Absolutely. My family will still tell stories of like times that people in our family have cussed. And it's like... Tell a story about tell, sometimes tell someone story. said shit. Yes. Like my grandpa one time, God rest his soul. Oh, you're telling he, me the story? Oh, he, God. Well, the, well he... he <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> he once screamed shit and woke me up from a nap because I was napping in the backseat of his car and he almost got in a wreck. And that, t- for the first, like, 16 years of my life, was one of the funniest family stories because my grandpa, my buttoned-up, conservative, teetotaler grandpa, screamed shit in the car. In contrast to us, who were just like, <laughs> fuck shit, come guzzler. <laughs> I was raised right. Okay, can we get into the journal? Yes, please get it out of the safe. <laughs> fuck, I forgot you made me lock it up. I'm back. He's back. What was the code? I gave my tax info. (laughs) I know. My IRS pin. July 6th, 2013. Back into it. Remind the people where we are. I don't know. Check the previously on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, Uh, okay. We were, I don't know. We're on the ship. We um, are just kind of getting our feet wet in Europe. That's all. Getting our feet wet and getting our dick wet. Oh my God. Don't yep. pretend like it's not true. Okay. Not for long. <laughs> it's, it's about to dry up. Ew. My dick is like the Sahara. Oh my uh, God, stop <laughs> it and go on. <laughs> it's contradictory instructions. <laughs> um, Lerwick, Shetland. Is that the Shetland Islands in Scotland? It sure is. Oh, great. Uh, you shopped around, tiny town, dinner with Janet and Ken, mom and dad. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> um, well, who are they and why that reaction? Argentina called them mom and dad because they had cruised a lot. There are serial cruises on this particular line. Ew. Wait, they're just guests and he calls them mom and dad? Yes. That's gross. It, I hate it so thank much. Thank you. That's why I owed. He, I they, hate him and his beautiful dick. Oh, Argentina did not have a beautiful dick. He had a fine oh, dick. I'm thinking of Merlot. Merlot, who does not ever make an appearance again. Merlot, if you're out there, I'm ready. I'm ready and waiting. <laughs> his, his body is ready. Wait, what was 
Argentina's like, is it worth mentioning or no? Like, just super mediocre. He was okay. very good at sex, but Oh, the, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I was, there was something good here. Anyway, sorry, mom and dad, I think it's really gross that he calls Cruz guests mom and dad, totally. but please explain. They just, like, would take us out to dinner, and they wanted to hang out, and sure, getting dinner every now and then was fine and fun, but... I am not here for you people. I'm not they're, here for the guests. They're cruise groupies. Yeah, exactly. Who know a dancer by name enough to be able to take him out to dinner. And knew him from a previous contract that followed him around in different ships. Um, Wait, did they go on a ship specifically because he was on it? No, there's only two of this brand, and it's like a very high-end luxury brand that does stuff a lot of other ships can't do. So I get it. We have the same kind of clientele does these two ships. Uh, people that... That's the only vacations they take, just yeah. cruising the world. And also, filthy rich people. These cruises cost a lot of money. Like how much? Most of our cruises were like 16 days, and I found one cruise that was seven days for 8000 Oh, my God. Is yeah. that like a great stateroom? No, that was an interior with no window. <gasps> Eight, over $1,000 a day for an interior room with no window. Right. Oh, fuck. It's because it like, was all-inclusive. Um, and also it... Oh, it was all-inclusive? It's all-inclusive, and it went up to... It could reach cities that most cruise ships couldn't. That's the thing that people say about cruises is that, like, you know, you can get a carnival cruise for 400 bucks, but then you rack everything up on your room, and by the time you get off of it, you've spent, like, four times what you paid for the cruise and just in drinks and food. Absolutely. And so the all-inclusive thing makes a difference. A huge difference. And you and on one of those carnival ones, you've spent three of those days in the ocean, one day on a shitty beach, and another three oh, in the ocean. Yeah. Can you imagine... Just I can't have been there too. We'll catch up to it in a few years in the journal. <laughs> Were you on one of those? Not a carnival cruise, but I did a another cruise that uh like a family a, cruise ship type yeah. of situation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, new thank you. Um okay, so there's an interesting line here at the end, um, maybe only interesting to me, but it says rough sea at night. And okay, I'm gonna admit something. What? <laughs> Titanic is my favorite movie of all time. And that's Gabe. probably not a <laughs> shock to you. But people give it a really hard time. Especially People say it doesn't age well. I just watched it two weeks ago. It is a beautiful Wait, film. It actually is a shock to me. I didn't did not know this you about didn't? you. It's your oh. favorite film of all time? I adore it. I haven't seen it in like a decade, and I would love to watch <gasps> it. Can well, we, we have plans later. Uh, not Fantastic. tonight, because I just watched it like a couple weeks ago. But what? very soon. Oh, my God. Who just happened to have watched Titanic? Well, I had a friend in town, and I was like, what do you want to do? And she was like, can we just sit inside and watch Titanic and drink wine? I was like, did you just describe my favorite night ever? (laughs) You did. And so we did. It was beautiful. But I have never taken a cruise. I'm not terribly interested in doing so. It's an old person's vacation. I would really like to take... I would like to take my in-laws on a um, Viking River cruise in Mm -hmm. Europe. That was... Just drink wine and do that fancy shit. Exactly. That was... The Viking cruise is very close to what this cruise line was like. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm I'm now getting a good picture of that because I've watched a lot of PBS, seen those ads. But what... You know, there... I have this kind of fascination about what happens on a ship especially when like seas are rough and things are scary and things aren't like just like pretty like calm cruising through the Caribbean. What, what is that like? Is it scary or is it just annoying? It doesn't happen often, but maybe three times in the contracts I've had, it gets rough, rough, rough. Like my face was green. They have vomit bags out. They have ginger, they have green apples. Like, uh, please explain. They're just, I guess, anti-nausea things that the cruise ships would put out, but only a couple times, did I ever feel like that? Are there some people that are completely unsusceptible to it? Like, can are some people never, ever seasick? Yeah, I actually think I kind of developed 
seasickness from my first ship. I never had been seasick either, and I had been on boats before. But the North Sea is particularly rough. And I remember I was green for 24 hours. I was so, so nauseous. Um, I think we talked about this recently. I was watching The Waking Dead, and now I associate that with nausea. (laughs) Um, The Walking Dead. Oh, did I say Waking Dead? You said The Waking Dead. (laughs) Take another drink, bitch. It was absolutely terrible. It was, I thought I was going to die, but it was only twice. (laughs) Okay. I I swear to God, I didn't look ahead. This is July 7th, 2013. I'm just going to read the whole entry. We can talk about it. Sea day, the whole ship seasick, (laughs) did two activities and slept all day. Scrabble with Michaela, more walking dead. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what you're talking about. You must have been in the North Sea. Oh, because you were in the fucking Shetland Islands. This is where you were. It all makes sense. Okay. Yes. I was watching. <laughs> That's so funny. I've so associated The Walking Dead with seasickness. <laughs> Argentina and I were like cuddling, so I guess we still cared about each other at this point. <laughs> and uh, watching The Walking Dead, and I remember. Who was Big Spoon? He was. Was he Hot Dog Bunnin? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like legs around? No. I mean, laying his dick gently between your butt cheeks as you cut Ew! I had no idea that's what you meant. Um, I don't know why I associate that with just like, just like, uh, like horny young gay guys cuddling. Like there's one big spoon and he, you can always just feel that, that like chubby <gasps> on your butt. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope your family is not listening to this. Oh God. I hope so too. It's fine. Um, they can't disown me any further. So you know we're good. I'm actually just kind of realizing it was very sweet. He was like, he was very used to ships and he was not seasick at all. And he was just kind of rubbing my head and making me feel better. And for people who were not dating and who were not romantically involved, who eventually couldn't stand each other, that's very sweet. Uh, so yeah, he was the big spoon in the sense that he was comforting me. Okay. That is pretty sweet. Um, so the whole ship was seasick and <laughs> you were they watching had, they had a, something that would make you sicker. Oh yeah. We're watching zombies like gross. Oh God. That's the less glamorous part of this uh, this lifestyle. Okay, July 8th. Ooh, I can't say this word. Akureyri Island. I actually can't say it either. I think it's I think it's Akureyri. Oh, there's... Well, then you spelled it wrong, but that's great. <laughs> Is it Iceland? <laughs> yeah, it's in Iceland. Uh, I, I, I said it wrong still. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's just a city in Iceland. It's like, I think, the next biggest to Reykjavik. Oh, really? Jesus, it's, I am so ignorant about Iceland. I mean, I've been there. I'm literally going back in two weeks. So fun. And I don't know anything outside of Reykjavik and the Golden Circle. Um, the Golden Shower? Yeah, the Golden Shower. I, I was really into piss play when I was there last. Cold and rainy, but visited a church. <laughs> there was a funeral service. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm here. <laughs> Old daddy boy. <laughs> I lo- he's, he's like very willing to give a eulogy or or participate musically. The dearly deceased was very dearly and <laughs> we miss him a lot. Her her. Wait, her her. <laughs> oh my god, that made me laugh hard. Thank you for that. And a botanical garden. Ooh, there fun. was a funeral service and a botanical garden. A couple cafes attempted a movie, but the theater was closed. Really uh camp Denzare. The arm went up again. It's like a <laughs> But it's wait. like an autonomous response. Does it say camp? I think uh, really camped and sorry meant we probably chose to make it absurd. I love to make an asshole out of myself on stage. Oh my God. One time before this journal, I was doing a children's theater tour of Cinderella 
And uh, at one point in the show, I was the prince, and the evil stepmother has a monologue to the prince. She's telling it to me, and unbeknownst to her, I had blacked out two of my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And about halfway through, I just do a very slow smile and reveal (laughs) two blacked out ones. I got in trouble, but it was worth it. (laughs) Oh, I truly, that is one of my very favorite things about live performance is like you do a show enough times and you're going to start fucking around. You just have to mess with people on stage. I've done it so many times. Uh, There was one time where uh, I had to run off stage to grab something and I ran off stage and our friend had pulled his pants down, was like bending (laughs) over. So all I could see was his hairy butt crack. Oh my God, what? He said it in his wedding speech, but my very favorite one that I ever pulled on anyone was a show when I was living in Korea and uh, I was on stage with my friend Grace it was it was children's theater and it was a campsite and we were supposed to be asleep in like a sleeping bag with a blanket over us on stage and so we had to be really still and pretend to be asleep and I Dutch oven to her <gasps> so bad. And she was not. You alone. farted. I farted under and a trapped her into the fart air blanket. And it was a like this cheap polyester blanket <gasps> that like did not let any air out. We used to joke about how hot it got under there when we fell asleep, fell asleep, quote, quote, uh, under the blanket. I purposefully put my head out of the blanket. Uh, and I knew that she always put her head under the blanket and I let out a hot, slow fart. You're a terrible friend. I was a terrible, terrible coworker. Somebody, all, I heard her gasp and we, our mics were always on cause our sound guy was terrible. So she couldn't say anything, but she just like dug her fingernail into my back so hard. I like great. that quick aside. Our mics were always on cause our sound guy was terrible. <laughs> We're trash, both of us is the point. Man, that is those are both professional shows that people are paying us to do. I block out my teeth and you assault someone's nostrils with <laughs> anal emissions. I am so grossed out by that turn of phrase. <laughs> anal emissions. July 9th, Reykjavik, day one, my body rejected sex. What? (laughs) What does that mean? My body rejected sex. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I was having enough sex. My body was like, you're good now. Take a break. (laughs) (laughs) And never again have you been penetrated. I guess that's a thing. Like sometimes uh, you're just not able to take it. Oh yeah. Your butt's like, nah, not today. I get that. Yeah. 100%. I kind of forgot that Argentina was like total top. So yeah, I think I topped him twice in here. Uh, July 10th, Reykjavik day two, blue lagoon. That place is fucking magical. Um, cold and rainy, but so beautiful. You know what? When I went also cold and rainy, but we also didn't realize you needed a reservation ahead of time. And so we, you, did you get in? We did get in, but the only reservation was available at 9 p.m. and they closed at 10. And so we were there for an hour. And I mean, we experienced it. It was fine. I'm going back. So I'm going to go during the day. God damn it. I went just the one time and then I had, I went back to Reykjavik a couple times after that and I never went to the Blue Lagoon again. It just, I felt like once was kind of enough. I feel like honestly, in an hour you got it. After that, I decided to go to some of the natural hot springs instead. Oh, it's like amazing. Th- oh my God. There's a thermal river. And it was so unreal. There's like different temperatures at different spots of the river. You hike up this gorgeous um, natural geyser hike or whatever. And at the end of it, you come to this river and it is just kind of 
magical, and I highly recommend it over the, the lagoon. Well, great. I have two days by myself while uh, my husband is in business meetings in Iceland, so can you give me those deets? <laughs> sure will. Cool. I will give you a warning. There were more gnats than I've ever experienced in my whole life. I had, oh. like, a jacket over my face the whole time on oh, wow. the hike. Okay. It's like the sulfur they're attracted to. Makes sense. Um, in the Blue Lagoon, it was... Cold and rainy, but so beautiful. Relaxing hot blue water, mud facial rub, sauna, massage waterfall, lots of fun. <laughs> White night after, always dread that night. Just laughing because uh, you can, they have buckets of like mineral mud or whatever to put in your face at different um, spots. And one of my coworkers who was there as well did not realize there were buckets of like uh, pre-batched facial scrub. And instead was taking the dirt off the bottom of the floor. Oh, gross. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have like like little spa stations that I yeah. you go up and they like scoop some out for you. Yeah, like a little ladle and yeah. You, yeah, you take the pre-batched stuff. But he was taking it off the floor. Where, like, oh, gross. Kissing and fucking and God knows what else. Oh, that's foul. And the thing about Blue Lagoon is that it's, uh, it's like milky water. It's so cool, but you don't know what's going on below the surface. <laughs> July 11th, lovely day at sea. Activities then watched... Sixth sense in the afternoon. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Ate at Discovery for dinner. Prime C for dinner, two, and Windows for lunch. No one For cares. dinner, two? I had two dinners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you... <laughs> I had two dinners. I did. Uh... <laughs> dinner, two. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's not a meal. Um, I think I planned dinner with someone, but then planned another dinner with someone else so it was like okay well i'll have first dinner with you at this place and then i'll have second dinner with you at damn i am lucky i didn't walk out of there a thousand pounds elevensies uh july 12th sea day slept till late Ooh, sex in the afternoon Ooh, afternoon delight sex in the afternoon oh i haven't had sex in a few days according to the journal yeah well good for you well your body last rejected sex oh right hmm afternoon's fun although honestly we had uh my roommate uh, Argentina always had the fucking like curtain closed and what curtain to our window. So oh, it always oh, felt yeah. like a fucking cave in there. Understood. Yeah. It was stupid. So afternoon sex probably felt like every other time we had sex because it's still dark in there because he's a fucking vampire. Okay. July 13th. Douglas, Isle of Man. Where's that? An English island somewhere. Okay. Great. <laughs> Beautiful Southern cliff walking tour. Amazing views. Nap and pool grill with... L and E. Layla? That's Michaela. You no, can say her name. No, it was Lubo and Elena. Oh, that's so random. People I have no contact with even a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tea time scones were so good. Delicious pizza and Strongbow. Yum. Dark side walking tour. Boring. Uh, finished Walking Dead season two with Argentina. There's an asterisk to this entry. Love an asterisk. I, say I can't say the words. Asterisk. They love an asterisk. There we go. Argentina said, I don't kiss well, slash we <gasps> don't kiss well together. So I stopped, dot, dot, dot. Not sure where to go from here. Fuck off. I have never kissed you, but I am certain that you're good at kissing. <laughs> That's a, like a personal thing. How dare he say that? That is so offensive. You've been I've... having sex for months at this point, and he's saying you don't kiss well? What the fuck? He didn't kiss well. <laughs> Ooh, righteous indignation. 
I mean, I guess nobody but my former kiss partners can tell me how well I kiss, but don't say kiss partners. <laughs> What's a good word for that? I don't know. Only people who have kissed me can tell me how well I kiss. I have never had a complaint until him, and it seemed like um it seemed like he was trying to see something else. I don't we weren't we were only having sex. Our relationship was sex, walking dead, and every now and then rubbing my head when I'm seasick, which is once a contract. Uh, what to say? I, I don't know what to say either. It just seems like he was being a, a, a dick. He or, was a or fucking he was, dick. This man was, was a to, dick. Yeah, he obviously was. This is actually kind of interesting because we are we're digging into a relationship on a level of like all the like micro up and downs the all the ups are sexual and all the downs are every time he fucking opens his mouth and speaks to you yes i want a fucking asshole yeah you reach into the past and yank you out of the situation like stop fucking him he's obviously toxic the sex was good and that was it Mm -hmm. i don't know on the one hand i'm like you should say what you want and what you need and if you think the kissing is not great then like whatever but like it was the wrong context it wasn't meant as a helpful thing it wasn't meant as something to help us grow into something else it was just meant as an a front a dig an insult and it's a two-way street i don't kiss well mm-hmm. fuck you <laughs> fuck you fuck, fuck you <laughs> oh my god all the fuck yous that is so mean to say that to someone in I mean, while you're doing it too, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Well, so this is me. St- I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, put, put yourself in his shoes. Like if you're like hooking up with someone who you don't even care about, take any personal like heart out of it. And I would still be deeply hurt if someone said, I don't like how you kiss or I don't like how we kiss together. Okay. Well then maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Dick. Yeah. That's so fucked. That very specific I have I have some feedback for you in this moment. <laughs> that feels really gross. All right, July 14th. Uh, sorry, what does it mean when you start an entry with WWTS? Uh, one of the shows oh. abbreviated. Who wrote the songs? Oh, well done. I remember now. That's impressive. It just took me a minute. Uh, I was thinking it like, what would Tommy say? <laughs> what would Tisa Sue? <laughs> Oh, okay. Dublin for a few hours. I fucking love Dublin. I loved it. It was so fun. I think uh, I got off the ship and I ran into this taxi driver who was just like, hey, get in my car. We'll chat. And he like... Charity, charity, charity. <laughs> it's what it felt like. He was <laughs> he was like, I'll give you a discount and we'll hang out. And then he dropped me off at some pub with like live music and I heard all Irish oh. folk tunes. I felt like I was... They call that a session. I'm doing Jamaican. I was I felt like I was in <laughs> a theme park, man. <laughs> that is one of my very favorite things about Ireland is that you can wander into a bar at like, like a Tuesday night and they'll be having a session. You know, you'll just be there having a drink and then all of a sudden someone will like wander in with an instrument and you're like, oh, it's gonna happen. They always wander in <laughs> dragging their harp. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of like a full-size harp. I had a friend in high school who played the harp in our uh, band program and she had to drive a <gasps> truck. Was no. Her ride, her ride, her car was a truck because that's the only car that can haul a harp Oh around. my God, get an electric one. I play the electric harp. This was like 2003. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. Move on. <laughs> um, had a Bulmers in a pub and listened to Wild Rover. Oh. oh, hold on. Next line. Miss my Celtic family. 
Oh, that's sweet. I was in that. That's where we got pretty close. Yeah, he was talking about the show that we performed in together. And uh, Mike sang Wild Rover on The Daily. I actually never did. I sang... Um, Oh, Tim, Tim Finnegan. uh, Finnegan's Wake. Finnegan's Finnegan's Wake was a song title. And I had the easiest gig. Cam had to like, he had the hardest song and the hardest, he had a full improv scene at the beginning and like had to do an Irish dialect, which is very close to Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) 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 It wasn't good. (laughs) It wasn't good, (laughs) y'all. And I came on for about six minutes, sang a super easy song. There is, to this day, a video floating around the ether somewhere of one time that I had to sing Wild Rover uh, because someone else's mic went out. So I stepped in to sing his song. (laughs) And there's a video of me going, words. And then <laughs> you're saying that you said yeah. uh, there was this big pause where the instrumentalists were waiting for me to come in with my next line. I had no idea what it was, and I just go words. You Try- said words instead <laughs> of making something up. Trying to get anyone else to whisper my line. Oh my to me. god, that's it worse was- than me grapevining off stage when I forgot my microphone. Full panic. Oh, it was awful. And there was someone taping in the audience, which made it really special. There always is. It kills me. I was doing a Halloween show. And it was really demanding. It was super taxing on my voice. And someone filmed me doing this most heinous show after like a week of shows. And it was my very last one. And I was like a fucking half step flat. And it was awful. And it's the only one on YouTube. And I will not oh. tell you what it is because I don't want you looking it up. Yeah, it absolutely. bad. That is so rude. Your worst day is the one they'll remember. Yep. Uh... <sighs> I wish I had something interesting to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Finishing out that day, uh, the security guard had his friend drive me into town and we chatted about Ireland. (laughs) That's what I was talking about, the taxi driver that I... (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't a taxi driver who was like, I'll give you a discount. It was literally like, I have a friend who drives a taxi. That's what it was. I I was like, why was it so cheap? Because it was just somebody's friend. That's not very safe. I was by myself and I just got in some stranger's car. Oh, so many murder stories started out that way. Um... Ooh, Jay fired last night. This oh, is an shit. abbreviation for a boy name, Jay. Was um, our trumpeter in the band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was like. <laughs> <laughs> so he was fired for being bad. He had a lot of exposed moments and uh, so he's exposing himself all over the show. <laughs> good reason to be it's fired hard to be a trumpeter ew do you know how many trumpeters i've met okay there is a full reputation among trumpeters about being the cockiest sons of bitches in the they whole goddamn cockiest. world they and are. you don't it's hard to be a trumpeter no but, they're to a person they are cocky son of a bitches what Oh, They're I'm gonna, cocky sons of bitches. I'm going to bring that up to my trumpeter friends, but... Do it. What I mean to... Oh. Come at me, bros. It's Cameron Shepherd at gmail.com. It's <laughs> not true. There's it's someone else it. with my name. <laughs> I just mean to say that it is an exposed instrument. It's not something that could hide in the background. So if you're wrong, you're obviously wrong. You're very wrong. Yeah, yeah. And he was wrong a lot, unfortunately. So <laughs> he got fired. Bye. Um... But it didn't really matter. We weren't friends or anything. All I actually remember about this guy is that he um, stopped an elevator with our kind of crazy manager who was 30 years his senior with Mm. a few less teeth Mm -hmm. to make out with her. Uh, 
Two quick things. Um, <laughs> yes. A few less teeth than your average human. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. And um, stopped an elevator with a manager. That seems very much against any kind of rule. Sure was, but uh-huh. it wasn't fired for that, so don't know. Um, this lady, let me tell you, is a she's a whole episode unto herself, but I will I will save stories about her for um, I know something good is coming up in the journal, so I'll let you know in a few weeks. Okay, great. Cliffhangers. <laughs> All right. July 15th, Belfast. God, you guys just zoom overnight all over the goddamn place, don't you? Yeah, because you can take 12 hours to slowly float on over to the next city. Yeah. Slept late, off at 2.30, with DJ Matt. Pew, pew, pew! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's how I remember him, too. His name is Matt, but anytime someone tells an anecdote of him, they're like, well, Matt used to... And I'm like, I'm sorry, who? Like, DJ Matt? Oh, yeah. I only know him as, (laughs) as DJ Matt. He is... Fucking awesome. I love Aww. this guy. Always the boop, boop, boop with you, <laughs> DJ, no matter whether you're in a Starbucks at a wedding or a funeral. You were hanging out with him and Michaela in Argentina. You shopped TGIF and the internship. So you went to get shitty food and watched a shitty movie with Anne Hathaway. Can we just for a second remember in the pilot episode of My Best Friend's Journal, we went on like a 30 minute tirade about Anne Hathaway. <laughs> we had to cut out. We thought it would be too polarizing. <laughs> this is too much about Anne Hathaway. <laughs> well, Maybe well, someday in bonus content, we can dig that out of the archive. We didn't delete a damn thing. No, it's there somewhere, but good Lord, we sure had a lot to say about her. <laughs> anyway, so I want to hear movies supporting her regardless. You know, you needed to get off the ship, and even if it was just to get off the ship to sit in a movie theater, you just needed to get off that damn boat. Also, it was a big deal. I remember that movie. It was Anne Hathaway. Is that Robert De Niro? The Internship. Yeah. Actually, it's a pretty good movie. Is it? I never saw it. I'm just judging it because yeah. Anne Hathaway was in it. It is. It's an underrated movie. Okay. It's, I'll stand by that. Great. Uh, you must have talked to Hannah that day because it says, Hannah told me that B, your former love interest, who you were, uh, your first love, if you will, and another guy, we'll call him CD, are dating. <laughs> I, like, cannot get away from it. Uh, these are people from different worlds. That guy I've talked about, and talked about in episode one and all over the place, B, who I loved, was dating this guy who is another best friend of my best friend, and it just feels, like, so incestuous. Is it the whole gay world or just the theater world or what? Like, there, it seems like... Everybody has had their dick in everybody else. Oh, no, that's just gay people that spend too much time around each other. And <laughs> it has nothing to do with theater. Everything to do with oh, too much testosterone. Those two are also like very similar looking and both stunningly beautiful. That's a thing, too. They have, they're like attracted to their uh, lookalikes. Yeah. People like to fuck their doppelganger. Absolutely. I'd have sex with myself, would you? If you could clone yourself to have sex with it, would you? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Would I? I did. (laughs) All right. Well, I think uh, fucking our clones is, I don't know if it's a good place to end, but it seems like a place where we must end. (laughs) We don't have a choice. Okay, Cam. So if people want more of my best friend's journal, where can they find us? They can find us online at MBFJ Podcast. That's on all social media. They can find our email. Find our email. They can send us an email. <laughs> You're working so hard. You should at, see his eyes. My best friends <laughs> journal at gmail.com. Fuck off. You couldn't do this. Definitely they not. Can, <laughs> they can go to our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. Um, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That's helping a lot, and it's helping other people find our podcast. We really appreciate when you leave us a little, nice little review, and then tell all your friends. Woo! Woohoo! 
Until next time, always remember, fuck those people who say you're a bad kisser. Fuck you!